Penn State made a major announcement on Friday. Uh, I don't know if this is a Friday news dump or was this like a springboard into the weekend. Penn State Athletics and the university has decided they are going to renovate Beaver Stadium. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. That is Nate Bauer. This is the BWI Daily Edition. That's what we're talking about today. Um, is press release. So it's one of those things where what, there wasn't a video, there wasn't a, a hype machine was not put into uh, place around this. But this is significant news for the program. And Nate Bauer is our big picture guy. And this is a very big picture that spans a long way into the distance. So I hope you brought your binoculars or at least your very, very keen eyes. You have good eyesight. Do you wear glasses, Nate? Uh, I'm blind. Yeah, I'm, I've got... Uh, <laughs> that ruined very, that. Yeah, bad eyesight. No. Well, blue good. eyes, that makes sense. Blue eyes have uh, not... There's not a good track record of blue eyes having great eyesight. Uh, by the way, I don't have glasses or contacts just saying wow not, not that it's competition or anything but uh, yeah no you win i i win that's the most important thing i've heard all day nate is i win this pointless conversation go. um so they've announced they're going to renovate beaver stadium uh instead of building new they finally made a decision pat craft mm -hmm. i think kind of telegraphed that the last time we talked about this but yep this is the decision. They finally have made a decision. We can now move forward with a clearer vi vision of the future, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, kind of. Kind uh, of. Right? Here's here's the uh, – I think it's important. Words matter, right? Words I matter. agree. And there is, there is no – they know what they're doing when they put out a press release, okay? So the, the press release headline is – major renovation under consideration for beaver stadium okay uh and then the second sentence is the renovation plan for beaver stadium comma important which is still being finalized comma must still be brought before the full board for a vote in the near future uh okay it's out in the <laughs> it's out in the ether okay yeah. it's they're putting it out there of yeah. okay everyone's been waiting on this everyone has right the craft brought it up in december he said there were 19 mm -hmm. studies about beaver stadium and which way to go and uh, you know gauging public interest all, all of these different facets which is fine that you, you need to be thorough about a project of this size but this at least it gets the conversation started and people can start to wrap their heads around okay Beaver Stadium, in whatever shape it takes, will continue mm -hmm. to exist where it currently does, right? Right. They're not putting right. something out by the Arboretum. They're not They're not moving it into the parking lot next to Beaver Stadium. Yeah, the footprint that exists is where Beaver Stadium will stay. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's a good place to start. That's a, yeah. that's a, it's a starting point for that conversation. Uh, of which many, many other things have yet to play out and be formalized. So I, I don't have a background in general contracting, but I do play one in my own house. Uh, okay. So it's not building new means you've got to level a new site. You've got to put in new lines. You've got to connect to old lines, sewer, blah, 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 blah. You can put a lot of money into the ground before you even build a structure. And sure. not that everything around Beaver stadium is 
up to date or brand new. Like they at least have been able to around the area develop sidewalks and stuff. And, and sure. so you're not starting completely from scratch. So the, what I'm saying is the cost to build new is too gigantic. If you consider something outside of just the structure, which is also a huge cost like let's not let's not downplay that but when you are starting from the same footprint and you meant as you said starting from the new foot the same footprint i do think that there are parts of that that are you know important there the part that i think is the prestige part and that pat craft brought up and that everyone else has you know been defensive of when you're a, a fan of penn state is the seat total mm -hmm. you definitely couldn't build the same size stadium if you were building new, can they build a 107,000 seat stadium when they renovate? Um, no. And do they want to? Yes. <laughs> they don't want to add in more uh, luxury seats. They don't want to take away and add in some more PSL opportunity. 100%. You, you have to do that. That has to be part of the plan. You cannot have 107,000 people all sitting in an 18 inch wide area that just yeah. it's not possible to continue those standards under those bleacher seats of which the majority of beaver stadium is safe for the club seats um and obviously you know the people that they put into the suites on the east side so yeah like you're going to lose capacity with a renovation I think it would be very important to them. They have built a brand around it and they would love to be able to continue to continue to be one of the highest, if not the highest seat capacity stadium in the country. Like there's no yeah. doubt about that, mm -hmm. but I think that, I mean, let's, let's go back real quick. <laughs> a renovation is not a renovation. Okay. Right. In, in yeah. this context, in this context of what Beaver stadium is, they will tear down what exists in phases so that they can continue to play football in Beaver Stadium uh, while handling it piece by piece by piece by piece by piece. But it's not going to be a, okay, we'll, we'll just take out the bleachers and put chair back seats in those places. Like that's not, that's not yeah. what this is. Oh, the, the East suites will stay and they'll just renovate the press box. Like, no, this is a, okay, you're going to take the North end zone and blow it up, <laughs> tear it down. Yeah. It's not going to, it's not going to be an implosion, but they will take that apart piece by piece. And in a year, try to replace that, right? Yeah. Try, try to be able to be ready for the next football season. And so over a five, six year period, whatever, whatever it is, uh, and I'm just, I'm projecting here, right? I, I haven't seen yeah. plans. I don't know what they look like. But Are there plans? Like, that's the other thing is I don't think that they've decided they want to renovate, but they haven't put out a bid to get plans yet. Uh, no, but I think, I think that, that's been in the works, right? Okay. Populous has been doing this for years now. Like yeah. there are we'll definitely, them in a minute. yeah, I don't think it's a blueprint, but a, Hey, this is what it could look like. This is these are some rough outlines of how this would take shape. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's there. They're definitely into that process, part of the process. Um, so no, but it's, it's just, it's just important to keep in mind the structure that comes out of this, when you get into Beaver stadium, whatever this is 20 years from now, however long it takes, yeah. will not look 
the way that Beaver Stadium looks today at, at all, really. Yeah. Uh, let me let me kind of give a even wider lens to this because the trend, especially in the NFL, but like let's let's not necessarily look at the NFL. Let's look at kind of the whole picture. And there's no secret that in-person attendance is going down for college uh, football games, except at Penn State. Like, that has remained generally in the same vicinity. Um, And they're one of the top three, top five um, attendance places in America, and um, they have one of the largest venues. So it's not that they're consistently getting and filling Beaver Stadium. In... 15 20 years what you're talking about is that going to still be the truth is that still going to be what uh you can expect from game day uh, in in happy valley yeah great question great que- I, don't, I don't have the answer to that i i don't yeah. know I, come on do I, read I know. the future that involves economics geopolitics football and also you know random luck what happens if okay so like step was implemented and now there's seat licenses and there's all all this stuff that was yeah. brought in whatever it was 10 15 years ago to catch up right to to start to make those strides to being on par with what the rest of college football looks like right and yeah the luxury seats like all, all that stuff uh what is the appetite going to be if this major project beaver stadium project is demands ticket increases right and not just like a five ten bucks a pop like doubles ticket costs doubles seat licenses and costs what what will the appetite be for that 10 years from now i i have no idea i I just it's very fascinating to me for Penn state to be in this position right now, because this is all happening currently, right? There's no, yeah. You, you see what the trends are nationally and Penn state's been able to buck those trends for the most part, but can it buck those trends? If the needs that it has currently, which is let again, let's be honest, a crumbling building. This is yeah. a facility that ekes by from everything I've gathered, I mean, I've, I have conversations. I know people who are involved in the stadium who, who work there, right? And who have kind of an in, intimate familiarity with what it takes to keep that building open. Hold up, hold up. Nate, I just want you to know, you have insulted Beaver Stadium. And now that is the only thing people have heard is that you hate Penn State. So let me rephrase this question. Why do you hate tradition? Why do you hate Beaver Stadium? And why do you oh. hate Penn State? Listen, I, I have no issue with Beaver Stadium. <laughs> I, I do. No issue. I, I mean, I don't go to the press box anymore, but like I can't see the field depending on where I sit in the press box, which is kind of important for your job. So, yeah, there are things that need to be improved about Beaver Stadium. Um, and that's just from my specific view. Like it's not it's not. I my my joke here, but the reality is it's not an unholy sin to say Beaver Stadium is not a nice place for football. It has a certain gritty aesthetic that makes you feel tough, but it's also not like a place that's great for the experience. But there's a lot of that out there, right? There's there's a ton of stadiums that exist. Forget the press box experience. Like that doesn't right. matter to anybody, anybody. right? Nobody cares. Exactly. Uh, it, it it is 
I, I travel to different Big Ten, right? I've been everywhere. I've been the, mm-hmm. to all of the Big Ten stadiums, and a lot of them have made improvements over the years, but a lot of them are still bleacher seats. A lot of them are still packed in. I mean, one of my favorite places is Ohio Stadium, and that's still a, a relic, right? It's not exactly a modernity, right? You're not yeah. comparing this in any way to Jerry World or SoFi. Like, it's just not close to those experiences, yeah. Um, so what is the landing position then? I think this is the best. This is probably the best question I've stumbled on today on the BWI Daily Edition. Please like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Helps us out. Helps this conversation keep going. What is the landing spot then? Uh, what are you aiming for if you're Penn State? I think, again, this doesn't matter to fans, but I have to say it. You need a building that is safe. <laughs> okay? Like <laughs> bottom line, you need a building that is structurally sound where it's not up for debate, okay? That it's right. like that there aren't any questions about it. Get start there. Start from that place of egress and right like handling traffic flow here's how concourses should be set up again make sure that the building is not in any way in jeopardy of having you know god forbid some type of accident where people's lives are at stake okay yeah Uh, food services okay having working freezers like all of that stuff has to be the the core mission of what to do with beaver stadium mm-hmm. then once you've established that a, a a better experience right a better experience for fans uh to, who come to games okay so i i think that there is a middle ground where look you're not going to sell a hundred thousand seats at beaver stadium to just the upper class it's not going to yep. happen that's not yep. that is not the identity of Penn State, and they know that. All the people that are involved in this know that. They understand that. Uh, you might need to, to squeeze a little more juice out of some of the, the pocketbooks and wallets that you're asking for, you know, to, to continue to come to games. But you, you cannot build an experience that is ultra elite and yeah. only provides a premium experience. It's just you cannot have that type of capacity. And I don't think that that's what they want. I I really don't like, so you have to find a way to meet in the middle of, okay, there is this opportunity for some premium experience. whatever that looks like, right? 5,000 seats, 10,000 seats are dedicated to the leather chair backs and all the stuff that people go gaga over uh, on that end of the financial spectrum. But then you also have to provide there's a huge portion of Penn state's season ticket allotment that goes to students and those tickets are still not expensive. Are are you going to continue to try to meet that demand? They sell out in a minute every for every class that sells those tickets, right? Like, is that what you're dedicating this to? Because if you are, then yeah, you're going to continue to have this rowdy atmosphere, this great environment for college football, but you're also taking it at, a 75% discount from what your other tickets cost. Yeah. Right. Like that's all of those things have to factor in. And I think that they're things that Penn state's going to balance and try to figure out 
in the next, uh, what, five years? Yeah. So let's get into it. We spent probably longer than I meant to on the first part because that's what Nate and I do. Uh, we're physically incapable of having a brief conversation. Even Sorry. even on the phone, we talk way too long. <laughs> the next step. Let's talk about the next step. Uh, Board of Trustees meeting. I think it's in the press release of um, th- that it has to be approved by the Board of Trustees still. So yep. when is that meeting? And is this kind of a rubber stamp situation? Or is this still in the process of we put it out there and, you know, it might not be received? Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't clarify. It just says in the near future. So I, okay. I don't know if they'll call a special session for that or how, how exactly they will address that, but it doesn't matter. Right. It, it doesn't matter when the next steps are because yes, they start that they approve it presumptively. Right. I mean, there's mm-hmm. uh, the board of trustees. I'm not saying it's a rubber stamp organization, but that's, these people are employed, right? Uh, Pat Craft and Neely Bendapudi are employed and have the resources to hire firms and architectural design teams and you name it to be able to make a recommendation to them so that they don't have to do that work. Right? Like that's, right. that's, that's, so that's it, the whole it comes purpose. to them that's the complete. Chain of command. Right. right. So that it comes incomplete. This is the recommendation the board of trustees gets to look at that recommendation, evaluate however long it takes them to do that. Uh, but yeah, the, the expectation would be that they will approve that direction of, Hey, this, it's going to be a renovation. It's not going to be offsite. Uh, this is a ballpark figure of what it might cost. This is a ballpark idea of how the funds might be raised and including yeah. some third rails, which, you know, Dr. Bendapudi kind of put in there, right? In in her statement with this yep. initial release, uh, she says, it's important to note that no part of this project will be funded by tuition, student fees, or any of our educational budget. So those are the third rails, okay? Yep. Like they're, they're not going to touch those. They're not even going to talk about it. They're, they're not coming into the picture. But outside of that, it sets the framework for, hey, here's how we're going to start asking for money. Yeah. <laughs> right? Whatever it looks like, whether it's from Harrisburg, uh, State College and surrounding environments, yeah. uh, taxes, hotel tax. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I think that the, the world is their oyster as to how they pursue funding this, but it won't come from those areas. How much uh, we James Franklin, just like the uh, uh, leadership conversation we've had all off season did that ninja move of making all of us talk about leadership to players, forcing them to show some sort of leadership and maybe evolve <laughs> into leaders. Uh, yep. Just like brilliant. I know that he downplays his psychology major from, from East Stroudsburg, but damn, I, that was one of those things where maybe it's obvious, but it's still a very smart move. Uh, alignment, talking about alignment. He's always talked about from the president of the university to the athletic director, to the head coach, to the quarterback, to the trainers, right? You know, alignment, everyone pulling the same direction. How much, just to get to this point of saying, hey, we want to renovate. That's our plan. We have a plan now. And our plan is maybe to go this way. How much did that have to play that we actually got to this point because of uh, Pat Craft and I think his... Um, forward rom- momentum personality. 
He seems yeah. like a dude that walks leaning forward. And then Dr. Bendapudi, who is a very engaging person who I think is also a very forward-pressing individual, is that a part of the conversation here that makes you feel like this actually can get done uh, with those two people uh, leading the way? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would call it alignment as much as I would call it like alignment of tenure, right? Mm -hmm. Is is uh, look, the head football coach really shouldn't have anything to do with this, right? Right? Like this. This is a facility. Like this is a building that will live presumptively 50, 60 years down the line. Like James Franklin might be gone from Penn State by the time whatever this Frankenstein building looks like actually opens. Okay. Now right. that's not to say that it, it, he won't be here during the construction, but I'm just saying the, the, the timing of this is that Ben Deputy is newly installed and Pat Kraft is newly installed. And so rather than being on the downward slope uh, trajectory of their tenures at Penn state, they're, they're right in it. And so mm -hmm. this is a spearheading moment and who's to say whether or not they're still going to be here when it finishes, like I said, I mean, this is a, I'm trying to put this in the right terms, but this isn't happening in five years. <laughs> like, this yeah. Is, this is, this yeah. isn't happening anytime in the immediate future. This is so, still a long way to go before shovels are in the ground. But it, again, it's that framework. It's that starting point from which they can, they've actually made a decision. A decision has been made. They know how they want to go, and they can go from there. So uh, if you're a fan and you hear that of, like, this isn't happening in the next five years, again, I don't want to retread over things, but we, we've heard that before of here's mm -hmm. our facilities master plan to yeah. upgrade all of these facilities. And uh, how much of that got done? And is the, is the, is the environment other than the tenure of the people in charge – is the environment different to actually get this done? That's that's it, one of the things I have on here that I wanted to talk about is can this still go sideways or is this happening no matter what? Because we've I feel like the rug's been pulled out of from under people's uh, feet before when it was like, here's our grand plan and look how great this is. And it's like, yeah. great, you, you, you put in a diorama in class and that's what that essentially uh, amounted to. Yep. And you know, are we going to see this actually happen? Because you're saying five years. A lot can change in five years because a lot changed in the last 10 since we had this conversation the last time. Yeah, look, things, things can always go sideways. But if Penn State football is going to continue to play games in state college, it has to. It ha there's just there's no choice. It, the, the facility so requires these updates at, uh, again, I want to, I, mean, I, I want to stop you there though, because you're saying, and you've, I, I think accurately portrayed a picture of sort of a dangerous building. And we're still not going to be addressing that for five more years. So like there yeah. is a little bit of a tug there of, okay, so this is happening in maybe five years, maybe longer. Um, but every single game there is a gamble is, and they have to continually monitor those things to make sure it's safe and upgrade certain things like that. That also doesn't seem like a great idea. It's, it's safe in the sense that it, because of its condition, it is constantly monitored, right? Like okay. these are things that no, nobody, nobody is at risk. Okay. For, okay. for what Beaver stadium is today, because 
they do extensive stuff, right? Whether it's research or projects to solidify it, to make sure that it is up to code, like that it meets that threshold. Okay. But all right. It's, it's, you don't want to have that conversation though. <laughs> you don't want, sure. You don't want it to, okay. to be a thing where it's like, okay, well, it's every off season, these things are evaluated and analyzed and addressed of, okay, well, what happens if there's this much movement in the student section after a touchdown? Like what that shouldn't even be on the docket, but right. it is right, right. because they, they have to be able to know, um, you know, again, like that it's, that it's safe. Uh, so no, I look, this will get done. This will get done, but no time soon. And uh, again, I mean, they, they will every year, there are things that are done to make, to yes, improve the experience slightly. You saw, uh, I was just talking about egress, the expansion of those plazas on yeah. the, whatever it was, the E gate and the A gate. Um, I believe it was just those North end zone two corners. Mm -hmm. Like those things will continue to happen. There are more projects. I'm sure that with or without this phase of things, this big picture deal are going to continue to happen every single off season between now and when that actually starts. Well, I think that uh, I'm glad we kind of got into that because I think that paints a more accurate picture because what we've talked about of like, is the building safe? Uh, it, it makes it, seem like there are immediate concerns this should be done and we've been in that position for a long time as well so kind of understanding the scope of what's going on i think that's important too we mentioned revenue in a lot mm -hmm. of different ways we haven't specifically talked about that yeah um this project isn't going to be funded up front like it's not ready to go obviously but um what what's next what's next there like so this seems to be the real thrust of this press release is hey we're gonna renovate beaver stadium and we want you uh yeah. who's who's you and um how quickly because money solves all these problems right so so human yeah. attention and human resources equate into in the simplest answer is money right you can solve any problem with enough time and attention which requires enough money so this could be done in, in uh, you know, two years if they had the unlimited resources. What's the map forward that you see uh, for the organization? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't this know. This is I, the problem, I, right? This, yeah, is, this is the sticking point. It's, but it, but it dovetails with what you said about the the master plan, right? This master project facilities project plan. Like there are other things that need to happen too. There are, mm -hmm. And you see it with Jeffrey Field. Jeffrey Field is finally going to have its renovation and get that to where they have indoor plumbing. Literally, yep. they don't have that right now. They uh, started, for actually. A, for a Final Four national champion women's soccer team, right? Like, things are in the works there uh, to get that project done. But there's other projects that still need to, to happen concurrently to this. Uh, I would guess that it will be something public will have to happen. Mm -hmm. It just has to. There has to be some way to put in the big dollars. They will try to raise money through fundraising. It will be yeah. a huge push. You've seen it before. I mean, Penn State has had tons of uh, capital campaigns and campaigns for 
the endowment, right? Like all of these things work separately and apart from each other. And Penn State is successful. Penn State knows how to do it. It's just a matter of bridging the athletics gap with the academic side of things because yeah. that has yeah, yeah. traditionally thrown curveballs into to how Penn State's done things. But no, I, I they'll figure it out. It, it's I don't think it's a situation. And figuring it out very may well include debt financing, right? They're, they're going to yeah. pay for it later. Figure it out later. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's how these things work a lot of the time. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, the, the last thing, and, and to give a, a rough outline of what I found when I was looking for, like, okay, what are some possible roadmaps? What could this look like and how could this affect fans? Um, one of the, the fields and one of the renovations, you mentioned Populous, that did uh, Kyle Field uh, for Texas A&M. I think yep. a couple years ago, that was kind of a blueprint for what Penn State could do with Beaver Stadium. So I went and I, I, I read up on it, and I also watched time-lapse uh, time footage of them renovating the stadium. And it was basically what you said, is they just blew up one end zone and then rebuilt it, and the, they actually added seats. Yep. So that was $480 million mm -hmm. in 2015. We were almost 10 years later. So that number is bigger. And yep. uh, the entire this is according to Populous on their website. The entire redevelopment from start to finish was completed in 22 months without affecting Texas A&M's football schedule. So that's 22 months of construction around football season. So several years uh, and allowed the team to continue to play in their home without interruption. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you mentioned five years of construction. You know, I, I yep. think that three to five is is kind of a reasonable thing done in um, done in stages, as you mentioned. And this bill is north of half a billion dollars. So mm -hmm. when we talk about um, financing, it's not, as you mentioned, it's not going to be from one place. It's going to be from everywhere. And I don't even think that there are enough rich donors from any school to finance more than half a billion dollars, like maybe a couple, but not, a, no one's going to give $400 million to kickstart this. No, no. I'm always fascinated by these conversations. We're mere mortals, right? right. None of us have that cash. Like it, who cares? They'll, they'll figure it out. I mean, that's what they're there to do. That's what they're employed yeah. to do is figure out how to do that. And if it means a, a $10 a stay tax on hotels in the area, like, okay. I mean, that, that might be part of it. It, it might require different things um, that are implemented to be able to, to raise those funds. But there, there is a, there's a zero sum proposition here, right? For all of the stakeholders in this area, in the state, you name it, right? If you want this engine of, of economic like stuff to keep going. Yeah. This is what you need. This is what you need. This is, it is a clear and present need for Penn State. It's not a vanity thing. It is a, yeah. this is, this is necessary for Penn State football to continue to play, to continue to generate funds itself, to, to be the arm of, uh, you know, economic progress for the athletic department. Like all of those things, hotels, businesses, restaurants, you name it, all of it. If yep. you want it to keep going, this is an investment that needs to be made. This and show. they're going to figure out <laughs> this show. Do you want this show to continue? Yeah, I so do. That's, that's it. And so, so the people that make those decisions will – have to figure out how to get it done and 
you know, I'm sure that they will. Uh, to, yeah. to whether it whether it pleases everybody or not, I'm guessing that a lot of people will begrudge it, right? Like, will not be happy because there will be impacts on everyone, yeah. right? Like, no, nobody gets free uh, or gets by without having an impact. But uh, you know, this is this is where they are, and it's an investment that's necessary to to keep that thing going. An investment of your time is necessary to keep this show going. Nate, thank you so much for that. And uh, to you, who is watching and listening, uh, we're getting to the end of February, and um, I am so pleased with the response to the show. You know, I every once in a while, I, I, I look at the, the numbers of how many people are watching and what it was last year, and, like, uh, we are in the slowest part of the football calendar specifically, which is, you know, as we just discussed is the engine that drives everything and you guys are still here. So thank you. Uh, and like the video on YouTube, if you're watching specifically on YouTube and subscribe to blue white illustrated week past 10,000 subscribers, which is super duper awesome. Got all the thank you emails from all the people and the congratulations emails from all the people that, uh, we reached that milestone. But as you know, it's, you're never done climbing. So, Onward to 15 and 20. Uh, and as always, bluewhiteillustrated.com for all the inside information from Nate Bauer and from Ryan Snyder and Greg Pickle and Sean Fitz. Um, all of that is where you're getting the real deal, the real information, the real insights. And so maybe some stuff about Beaver Stadium that we didn't talk about today that's some more specific things. You can go find bluewhiteillustrated.com on the Lion's Den message forum. Have some conversations. Because we're done with this one, but the conversation is never over. Coming up tomorrow, it is the BWI Mailbag. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts, plus your question gets you on the show immediately. We'll also have the Mailbag thread over at the Lion's Den. Another great reason to sign up. That's coming up tomorrow with Fitz and with Nate. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>